Hello, friends, and welcome to Turtle Power Presents, the Power Playthroughs podcast with Turtle Power. I'm your host, Turtle Power. This is the podcast where we play games in a powerful way. And we're going to check out a little bit of Aztec Forgotten Gods. Oh, I'm excited for this one, friends. I remember when I first saw this, I was like, this looks like some like Zelda, uh, 3D Zelda, uh, but more combat focused and and set in, uh, in Aztec and culture. And it looks really sweet. I'm getting a chance to look at it early here. Um, I'm really excited about it. Really excited. You, you play as a woman with a big fist. You punch real good. Um, Aztec Forgotten Gods. Press A to start. We're looking at like a holographic table showing uh, some sort of a pyramid and some sort of a big punching fist. Our options are load or settings. Settings, we've got uh, camera controls, camera sensitivity, sound, we've got master music and sound effects volumes, and then gameplay, we've got tech speed, difficulty, which is set to easy by default. I'm going to leave it there. And language. Um, I guess we go to load. And we choose slot one, which is empty. Okay. Uh, now difficulty, normal selected, so we'll choose normal. Alright, it's a like black and white loading screen of a wheel, like a cog spinning. Nope. Now here we go. Here's the woman with the big fist. She drops down and punches her big fist into the floor. She looks cool. She's got her hair up. Her name's Zuma. It says, the chamber. I have to reach the chamber. And we're in, we're in third person action immediately. Think, where was it again? We're in like a giant hallway with big statues sticking out the wall. Uh, she says, I must hurry. Double jump in midair. We, we're very floaty in our jumps. Y to attack. Whoa, what was that? There's a big robot. Oh, okay. So you, like, fly at people when you punch them. Uh, all right. Jump to hang on a rail to move sideways. You'll grind the rail at high speed. Like grinding wall running. That was cool. She says training paid off. Ooh, wait, where are we? We're in the dark. Okay, here we go. Grinding this rail. She says, I'm getting closer. Oh man, a bunch of rocks. That's no problem for me. I'll just punch them all. Punch the rocks. Here's some some floating Aztec robot things. Just beating them up a bunch with the Y button. Press Y to punch, it says over and over again. Okay. Now we'll punch some rocks. You just go rocketing at whatever you're aiming. Like it gets a little circle on it saying you're looking at it. And then when you punch, you just go flying at it. Uh, now it says left trigger or left shoulder. Hold to propel yourself through the air with momentum. Oh, oh, we're just flying. We, we, so, oh, a voice says you must hurry, Guardian. I can only hold them for so long. ZR is a charge punch, so we can fly on our hand like Iron Man. Whoa, okay, I just shot myself backwards. Oops. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, big punch, ready? The camera tilts all, all to the side. It goes into a Dutch angle when you charge up your big punch. That's freaking rad, I love it. Punch! Yeah, took that robot out in one big punch. We'll use our jetpack hand to get up to this next section. Punch through a big wall here. Is our volume up? Yeah, okay. All right, we're in a big circular room. There's a glowy blue thing in the middle. It's a big ball. Big glowy blue ball. Let's punch it. Oh, I see. There's a ramp up above us with a big, 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 a big blue glowy door. So I bet we have to get the ball up there. Oh, it doesn't move when we punch it. Huh. Okay. Let's jetpack up there and see what we can find out. She walks up towards a, uh, like a pedestal, a three-tiered pedestal thing. Oh, and she's holding the, the glove out in front of her. And she says, I should have been there, fighting alongside of you. We could have brought them down. 
and the voice says, Not in time. This is the only way to finish the mission, little one. And she says, You gave me this thing for a reason. Maybe we can still... And the voice says, Zuma, I've accepted this fate. It's all right. Please, place the artifact on the pedestal. She says, I hope you're right about this, Feathers. What will happen to you? I do not know. And it does not matter. So long as they are unable to escape. Do it. I will miss you, old friend. And she she walks up towards the altar. That's the word I was looking for earlier. She walks up to the altar. She's got the big the big robot fist hand thingy. Big Iron Man gauntlet. And she says, initiate emergency protocol one alpha. Override credentials. Z ten twenty six. Designation guardian. And the, the fist is glowing over the altar thing. There's fancy blue lights. And then electricity is crackling down the stairways that I came up. And, oh, the camera pans over to that blue glowing ball. And the, the pit that it's in all lights up. And she says, under the guidance of the feathered one, I relinquish my hold to Lightkeeper. Let it be blessed by the eternal light of the caregivers and the ancient rulers. Should the shadow of the forgotten gods loom over my people again, may those in the 13 heavens guide Lightkeeper back to me. If I can't make it back, then then let it find the hands of someone capable. A new guardian. And she walks away from, from the cool robot fist thingy. And now we get another loading screen. So that's like the backstory for, for this like amazing weapon of prophecy or something. It's like a Green Lantern ring and Hal Jordan's going to find it next. Then after that, Guy Gardner will find it. Nobody will really understand why. All right, we're looking at a grayscale drawing. The entire continent was ravaged by the Great War of, like, Aztecan lands destroyed. After emerging victorious from the conflict, the Aztec Empire began to rebuild, using remnants of the past to build towards the future. And the, the buildings are rebuilt. They grew stronger. And now the plants are growing and stuff. Unconquered by the hungry hands of the old world, the people continued to live in harmony and flourished into a magnificent civilization, respected by what was left of the world. And the, the city's growing. There's more stuff being built on the outskirts. The Aztecs' advancements in all fields of science put the ever-growing city of Tenochtitlan on the map as it became a global hub for knowledge. Now that the buildings are getting tower and stuff, I should know how to say that word. However, as they pushed towards the future, they started to forget where they came from. And now it's like a full-on cyber city. Look how cool it is. It wasn't long until the Great War and the ancient gods were all but... Dot, dot, dot. Forgotten. And then it fades to black. All right, now now here we are in in like cyberpunk uh, Aztec city. It's kind of cool. Your camera's zooming down into one building. It looks like, and somebody said something. I didn't see what they said. Uh, I have no idea what was said there. We're on a little loading screen. Um, visuals aren't great. I mean, I knew they'd be poor on the Switch version. Whoa. Okay. Nantasin says, Ackley, are you going to sleep the day away? Ackley is my character. I believe this is a character that's in the previews and stuff. She's sleeping in bed right now. But the camera just came in on her standing in the doorway and then, like, popped to her lying in bed. Like, it loaded her her model standing in the doorway and then went, oops, she's supposed to be in bed and sit this scene. That was a little weird. Uh, she goes, coming, Ma. Jeez, Sotal, you know how to... You know I know... <laughs> 
Geez, Sotal, you know I work the night shift. There she goes. And my mom, Nantisson, says, And it's almost night once again. Wakey, wakey. She's got tons of big hair. She's wearing a yellow shirt and green pants and some, like, uh, cool-looking armor accessory stuff. Now she stands up. And we can move around. What are we going to look at? Some headphones on the floor. There's a skateboard over here. There's a... Oh, it's a sock. I thought it was a gun. I was like, there's just a gun on the floor? Uh, talk to Nantis, Nan, Nan, Nansen. Nansen is our objective right now. Walk through some slidey doors. Here we are in a cyberpunky-looking kitchen. Oh, here she is. Oh, that, that holographic table with the pyramid and the glove is, is here. So we'll talk to her. And I say, all right, what is it? And she goes, you've become quite the creature of the night, haven't you? And I say, night deliveries pay more, Ma. Upkeep, the, upkeep on this arm hasn't exactly been cheap. Uh, so she's, she's got a cybernetic arm, it looks like. And I say, what are you working on? That's my character has a cybernetic arm. What are you working on? Last minute prep work for your big day tomorrow? And my mom says, no, that's all taken care of. This is a little side project. I have found an old short-range communication module, and I'm looking to spruce it up. And I say, you're fixing an old phone? And she goes, not a phone. More like an old personal transmitter, only a little fancier. She's like an engineering person. She's got goggles on her head and stuff. I missed what that line was. I just pressed the button wrong. I say, oh, so you can keep tabs on me, I see. And she goes, so I can get you to be on time for dinner. Would you mind grabbing a few missing pieces for me while I solder these last wires together? And I say, sure, what do you need? There should be some spare wires in one of the drawers in the kitchen, and I need a hairpin I left on the counter. And I go, a hairpin? And she goes, it's all about improvis improvisation, Atch. And I go, yeah, sure, sure. All right. Things have gotten more mundane. We're now looking for spare wire and a hairpin. Uh, let's go to the kitchen. And I pressed A to take, and she says, so sciency. So I'm guessing that means I got the spare wire. Um... You feel a little heavy and cumbersome walking around in this house. You're a little like thunk, thunk. I don't remember where she said the hairpin was. Do I have a hairpin in my room? No. Hmm. Pause. No. I go talk to her again will she remind me no she won't uh hey friends where did i where did she say the hairpin was kitchen table ah i got it I'm not even gonna ask why we have so much spare wire in the house oh there's a photo on the wall of of me as a little kid presumably and my mom and my dad looking all happy and she goes i miss him every two every day too ash and nothing has been the same without him and I say, I wonder what Dad would say about the mess you've made of his workshop. Always so neat, my Matlot. Still not sure why he went for a hot mess like me. And I go, I wouldn't say hot mess, just maybe a lukewarm one. And camera pans in on the, the photo. It's a cute picture. Cute illustration style. Saving the game. All right, talk to Nansen. Uh uh, so what did happen to your assistant, is what I asked her. And she goes, he misinterpreted the iconography warning for a second-era heat exhaust. He stayed in the medical center for a few days. 
And I say, well, if you're going to make, if you're going to work late in a, mm, well, if you are going to work late in a second era dig site, you better make damn sure you know the difference between a first era shuttle, X-O-C-H-I-T-L, I don't know that word, and a second era brazier. And then I say, Tipo said he saw him and all his facial hair was gone. She goes, poor boy. I guess he burned his face off is what they're saying. To be honest, it sounds like an improvement. That mustache was creepy as Micklin. Yeah, well, he did seem more mortified about that than his eyebrows. You're working with a bunch of idiots, woman. <laughs> Perhaps my history-loving daughter should come over, teach them a few things. And I go, teach those lazy weirdos? That's a lost cause if I've ever seen one. I'd rather have a job I can do all on my own. It's better that way. Besides, you know me here. Who else would be willing to fetch your misplaced wires and hairpins? She goes, I'm serious, Ash. Are you sure you don't want to come with me and work at the Institute? I say, whew, with a third degree here, Ma. And she goes, you're so bright. Do you ever think you'll get tired of running around the rooftops and delivering packages? Not saying there's anything wrong with that. I love you no matter what you do. But maybe you want to explore a few more options. And then there must be a doorbell going off or something. She says, huh, I wonder who that could be at this hour. Institute business never stops, huh? I should hope this is or wait, I said institute business never stops. And she goes, I should hope this is an institute business. Oh, it's her phone. She answers her phone uh, and says, hello? <gasps> Dr. Kahuni. Good evening. To what do I owe the pleasure? And she goes walking away and I'm left standing here. She says, yes, tomorrow is the big day. Hope you're ready to... What? No, no, wait. What do you mean canceled? No, Director, but with all due respect, I don't believe you understand the magnitude of these findings. This could be the discovery of the scent. What? No! I've devoted my whole life to this. Years of work, endless resources, all for this moment. Please, I... Yes. Yes, sir. I understand. Good night, Director. What happened? That didn't sound good. Director Kahuni just canceled the project. And I go, what? He called off your final test tomorrow? Like, postponed it? And she goes, no. He outright canceled the whole thing. He's moving me and my team back into headquarters, sealing off the dig site. What? Why? I thought it was the only... F I thought it was only the final experiment that was missing. And she goes, it was. I don't get it. We finally managed to stabilize the energy core in preparation for extraction and containment. All the pre-approvals passed with flying colors. There's no reason for denying final approval, let alone cancel the whole thing. I, I cannot believe this. And I go, I'm sorry, Mom. That's pretty crappy of Kahuni to cancel so last minute. She goes, yes. Yes, it is. What are you going to do? This was the pinnacle of my research. I cannot abandon it. However, I fight more effectively with eight hours of sleep and some co cocoa. Is that what she said? Cocoa. Is that, is that the cocoa plant? Anyway. Uh, go rest, baby. We'll deal with this in the morning. We'll fix this. You'll see. Good night, Ida. Night, Ma. All right. And she walks off to go to bed. And that was me waking up in bed again. I just heard, like, a thunk. Someone's breaking into our house. I go... Oh, no, it's my mom. She goes, whoops. Uh, what's she doing? What are you doing, Ma? Uh -huh. I see. I see what you're about. 
my mom sneaking out or something? It said follow her. Do I go out the front door now? No. Oh, okay, this is the front door, I see. I do need to go out the front door. I just, I was guessing wrong which door was the front door. It is extremely warm out here in my mobile podcasting studio. Dying a little bit. All right, we're outside in the city. Uh, and I say, hmm, I have a pretty good idea where she's going. Unfortunately, I, Troy, do not. This will be interesting. I'm taking, like, these big strides. Like, it looks like I'm running, except for I'm walking. I don't know, this is weird animation. I'm supposed to be following her, but I don't know where she is. I'm just wandering around. I don't see, I can't tell if there's anybody. God, the energy in this talimony? For someone with such short legs, Ma sure does move fast. I don't know where she is. Am I going to that big glowing light? Probably. There's like a pillar of light. Okay, yeah, as I got close to it, now I'm I'm creeping up behind a tree. And I say, holy Mikla, Ma. What in the world is so important that you risk your job? She's going inside of presumably what is the Institute. This walk animation is so weird. Okay, stepping inside the Institute, I think. We're on an elevator, and I say, I hate small spaces. Why do I do this to myself? Should have just gone to bed. And the elevator comes down to the bottom, opens up, we step out. We're in a, oh my gosh, we're in that room. There's a big pit in the middle. I see the big pit with a ball in it. Oh, there's other balls stacked around. And my mom's saying, here we are. And then I hit a rock and it goes bouncing into the room where my mom is. She turns around and I wave. And she goes, of course. Huh? And I say, did you actually think I'd let you sneak out alone in the middle of the night to some awesome off-limits dig site and not come along? And she goes, come over here. All right, let's go over to her. Talk. Talk. There we go. She says, this is a very delicate matter. It's too dangerous for you to be here. You're not briefed. What did I just do? Oh, I just yanked on a cord and unplugged something. Uh, you haven't mentioned the safety protocols. And I say, oh, protocols my ass. If the safety protocols were so important, why did you break literally all of them? Probably. And she goes, actually, you don't understand. By coming here, I'm going against direct orders. I could be fired. Or worse, I could be sent to Molly for insubordination and trespassing. I don't want you to get wrapped up in this. You should head home. And I say, I understand perfectly. You're doing all of this because this is important to you. And if it's important to you, it's important to me. So, less arguing, more telling me how I can help. She goes, you are a little too much like me for your own good. Fine. By digging here, I believe we unearth some sort of massive energy core. Its power signature is beyond anything we have ever seen before. I say, our ancestors allegedly had access to incredibly advanced technology, even for today's standards. Perhaps this is the, how they powered our ancient toys? She goes, if we were to connect that energy core to the central grid as is, 
we could power the entire empire for decades. And if we could contain and study the energy within, if we could understand it and replicate it, we might be able to power the entire world for centuries, maybe more. Solve the global energy crisis overnight. Do you understand why we can't just abandon this? What do you need me to do? Come, let me show it to you. Okay, so now it's showing me following her back out to that room where the pit is. Oh, except we're not going to the pit. We're going up the stairs to where the altar was that the glove was in. But I don't see the glove. I just see the glowing energy. Oh, no, wait. The glove is there. I just can't see it very well. Uh, she says, this artifact is some sort of limb attachment. We tried to make it work remotely, but we never could. It seemingly relies on a living host to operate. We're uncertain what its original purpose was, but based on our test of the material and by tracing the energy that remains within its wiring, we have found that it can collect and expel energy. Okay. In theory, this gauntlet should allow us to interact with the core, absorb its contents through a biphasic homeostatic ionic extraction, and transport it safely to my lab, then conduct further analysis to try and replicate its ah. signal. And I say, so you want to grab that thing and see if it can suck all the energy out of the orb over there? And she goes, that's one way to put it. And then study that energy up close. Yes. And I say, could have just said all that. Anything else I need to know? And she goes, well, it works both ways. Just as you can absorb energy, you can expel energy. It should theoretically generate enough thrust to launch its wielder into the air. Not that we need to test that particular feature. And I go, how come you're not rushing to give this one a go yourself? She goes, well, it's not that I don't want to, but at my age, I might be a little too frail to pull this one off. I go, not frail enough to sneak off in the middle of the night and break the law, though. And she goes, so, are you up for it or not? And I go, up for testing ancient, crazy-looking technology? Ha! I live for stuff like that. Hand it over. All right. We're standing there looking at it, and then suddenly it's on my arm. No transition whatsoever. Just her pulling it up onto her arm. I got a big hand. Holding it out in front of me. Palm up towards the energy core. And now we're driving. Okay, we gotta go inspect the energy core. Okay. We can fly! We figured that out. Got flying on, it's pretty fun. Okay, inspect the energy core. A to interact. And my mom says, all set for the final test. If my hypothesis is correct, and this is in fact an energy core, the energy within will be transferred from the core and into the gauntlet, allowing us to transport it for inspection. We can proceed whenever you're ready. And I go, I don't know, Ma. You absolutely sure the science checks out? And she goes, well, everything is very much theoretical, but we never found out, or never found anything to worry about. And I go, I just have a very bad feeling about this. And um, goes, I, I understand. I know you're worried about another accident. Is this how my dad died? Oh, man. If you're having second thoughts, we can stop, honey. It's okay. And I go, no, we've come this far. I can do this. And she holds the gauntlet up in front of her. She's looking at it. And she says, just show me what to do. Mom goes, are you sure? And I go, yes. Okay, hold it up like this. Now gently. And the, the hand, like, magnetized to the thing. And I go, whoa, is this normal? There's, like, energy shooting and stuff. And swirls happening. And she goes, I don't know. Step back. And I go, I can't. I'm, like, pulling against it, but it's stuck to it. Whoa. And now we're getting flashes of, of other images, like red and yellow and green, of, of energy cores and creepy god-looking things. And I think Quetzalcoatl is in there. Go flying backwards. And I go, what was that? And one goes, Etchy, are you all right? Please tell me you're okay. 
and I say, I feel like someone punched me in the face, but I'm all right. Some cocoa for the pain and a bit of rest should forget to forget whatever it was I saw. I'll survive. She goes, you saw something? What exactly did you see? It's nothing. Cut it out, Ma. I'm fine. That explosion. What was that? Did you know it would do that? And she goes, I'm so sorry, honey. I never thought the reaction would be so violent. I didn't mean to put you in harm's way. And I go, well, I knew what I was getting into. Don't worry about it. Did it work? Her mom says, the energy core appears to be completely drained. It's all, it's orange now instead of glowing blue. And my mom says, what about you? Can you feel anything? And I go, I can feel something. Looking at the gauntlet. And it's glowing now. And, and my mom says, by the gods, I think it might have actually worked. My hypothesis was correct. The artifact is indeed some sort of energy transportation device. And I go, what now? Should we take it to your lab and test it? She goes, I wish. But that explosion certainly sent off all kinds of alarms at the Institute's monitoring system. We should get out of here for now. We'll think about what steps, about next steps once we're in the clear. Right, right. So, uh, which way do we go? She goes, the elevator. That's the only way out of here. We need to hurry. All right. Um, this is not a very exciting place to conclude this episode, but it has been, uh, th this has been my whole break time from work, so I gotta go back to work. Um, what I can tell you about this game so far is there's a lot more story at the start than I would expect. Um, but you get a big glove that you can fly around on. <laughs> can I double jump yet? Let's see. Jump. Jump. Yeah, and then you, like, float on your jumps, and then you can put the thing out behind you and just, like, rocket around on it. Can I punch? I can punch. So I have a stamina bar down at the bottom that, that's got a fair bit of stamina. Like, listen to me, I'm just wailing on the punch button, and there I finally ran out of stamina. So, uh, yeah, um, I this can't go out for a bit because there's an embargo. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, I will definitely have played more of this, and I should have uh, some thoughts up on Geek2Geek Media. So be sure to check out geek2geekmedia.com for more uh, thoughts from further on in the experience. Um, yeah, the gameplay seems fun. Uh, Give you a little taste of it at the beginning, and then lots of plot. Uh, so hopefully the gameplay picks up from here on out. Uh, I'll see you later, friends. Until next time, tap in, hope for the best. The Power Playthroughs podcast is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably podcast network and Geek2Geek Media. Visit troidalpower.com to find more of my nonsense, links to both networks, and the Patreon where you can support the show. Do you fondly remember blowing the dust out of a golden Nintendo cartridge to get it to work? Get the dust out of it. All right, here we go. Yes, let's get it. Now the screen's gray. Oh man. Or those long nights when you were up late fighting Ganon and you'd hear your mom coming downstairs. Hello? That's mom. Uh, pretend you're asleep. Wait, pause it, pause it, turn off the TV. Do you Shh, think she's gone? make a sound. Hmm, I thought I heard two boys down here. Oh, well. Well, you're in luck, because brothers Ben and Pat are here to transport you back to those exhilarating moments as the Hyrule Podcasters! Join the two brothers each week as they play through Zelda games in Nintendo's legendary series. Episodes are filled with color commentary. It gets to the point where there are like four on the screen. Oh my oh, god! And an iron knuckle just showed what? up out of a random block. Personal anecdote. Yeah, I think uh, that's a family legend at this point. Yeah, I was definitely. able to kind of play Mario at a very young age. And more. 
Most of all, they're here to have fun and want you to as well. Tune in each Sunday as they venture through A Link to the Past in Season 2. Eric now! Hyrule Podcasters is available through Anchor on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Hyrule Podcasters on Facebook and Instagram at Hyrule Podcasters and on Twitter at Hyrule Podcasters. Head over to Patreon to support Hyrule Podcasters directly and get early access to episodes. So come on an adventure with the Hyrule Podcasters!